You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. And today we're going to put the focus on personalizing the guest experience, which is something we know has been very much in the forefront, particularly since 2020 and uh, welcoming guests back uh, into restaurants. Um, and with me today is Ross Honey, who's the president and CEO of TouchTunes. And we'll talk a little bit about TouchTunes uh, in a bit. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, my remembrance is, you know, I, I go a little bit back. And I remember um, what it was like to have uh, a little small jukebox on a table, on a di- usually a diner, and you could just flip through it and see all these songs that were connected to memories. Um, and then you could play them again. So I kind of, re- you know, know that kind of feeling uh, of the connection of music to the dining experience. Um, so Ross, tell me a little bit about your background and how it led sure. you to touch. First of all, thanks for having me on, Barbara. I uh, really appreciate it. I'm pleased to be here. So my background, I've worked in uh, digital entertainment essentially my entire career. Um, I was at Microsoft for 10 years, primarily working on the Xbox business. And uh, I was approached uh, by a recruiter about this company that uh, I will admit I hadn't heard of um, uh, called TouchTunes, which uh, has this uh, amazing product and amazing business and an amazing team uh, that I was really impressed by. And I joined seven and a half years ago. And uh, uh, I've, it's, it was a great decision. And uh, I've really been pleased to work um, with an amazing team to, to work with uh, 65,000 locations, bars and restaurants across uh, North America and the UK. And uh, as you put it exactly right, like providing that personalized music experience using digital technology um, to to make it yet even more convenient, more personal, um, to deliver those memories and to deliver uh, also a a social experience for, for patrons. Because if you want to just listen to a song, you could just put your AirPods in your ear and play it on Spotify or Apple Music. But what you're really doing when you play a song uh, on a touch tunes is you are you are doing so to connect with others. That might be the people at your table. Uh, it might be with everyone in the in the room. Um, and we hear many users who talk about meeting you know their future partner, uh, uh, reminiscing together with a favorite song, or getting the whole restaurant going. And, uh, and um, it's just really the whole team here loves to hear about how um, we enhance uh, the patron experience um, uh, in, our, in our locations. Right. So um, I guess, tell me a little bit more about, you know, the, the structure, sure. what you guys do, um, maybe kind of walk through the process. If I was a bar or restaurant owner and, um, you know, I want to know what you guys are going to do and uh, structurally. Yeah, kind great of question. So. Uh, we design and have manufactured the jukebox. And uh, the best way to describe it, if you haven't seen one, uh, you can go to touchtunes.com and uh, check them out. But kind of like uh, a giant iPad, you know, installed into the wall with a with very bright lighting so people know it's there and can see it. And um, we, we design that, have the manufacture, and then we sell that to um, what are known as operators. And, and 
operators are generally regional businesses uh, that specialize in the uh, installation and maintenance of revenue generating devices in uh, commercial locations, primarily bars and restaurants, but also entertainment centers, bowling alleys, et cetera. And so the jukebox is, is one of, and for many, the biggest business, but it uh, will also include darts, include pool tables, include vending machines, ATMs, et cetera. So, so we sell that jukebox to them. They then go into their local territory and, and their route, as they call it. And that would include an array of bars and restaurants. And uh, they will call upon uh, that uh, bar or restaurant owner and say, hey, you need music, right? You've got to have music. Um, and you're either paying for a background music service, or you might be paying um, ASCAP BMI uh, for the ability to play in your restaurant. Um, how about this? Um, how about you make money from your music? And how about you give your uh, customers the opportunity to personalize the experience and choose the music they want to hear when they're in your in your location? And that's for 65,000 locations uh, is a very compelling pitch. And so the, the jukebox is installed in the location. It is the uh, barring, you know, a live band or barring, you know, a special event. Um, it is the primary source of music in the location. And, uh, and then once installed, users can, can go up to it on the touchscreen and, and put their money in and redeem uh, and purchase credits and then redeem those credits to choose the uh, Stairway to Heaven or whatever their favorite song might be. Um, but what most of our users do today um, is actually use our mobile app. And so our mobile app uh, functions as I describe it as a, as a personalized remote where you launch our app, check into the location and the jukebox in that location. And then you can do everything you can do up on the jukebox um, from the comfort of your booth or wherever you're sitting in a restaurant. Uh, it also remembers what you've played. It, it, you can create playlists. Um, so it's, it's just a much more convenient and personalized way to enjoy our product. And, and uh, more, when I started in the business, it was you know, around 20%. And now it's the vast majority of, of our business. Uh, it's funny that I think you're, the digital app that you're talking about is very similar to what I was talking about with the drugs right. on your you're table. Right. It's just, you know, the, the, how technology yeah. has changed yes. over the years. No, it's, I, what I love about working in digital entertainment is that technology is always changing, always improving, and it allows you to create, you know, increasingly uh, better, more valuable solutions um, for customers. And, uh, and uh, it's, you know, TouchTunes invented the digital jukebox 25 years ago. Um, and, and then we were the first to launch the, the digital app uh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Um, and we've got a lot of exciting things uh, in planning and, and executing right now that I can't share, but stay tuned for uh, some more exciting developments uh, in the coming months. So when you were describing what TouchTunes does, um, you mentioned two words that will resonate with a lot of restaurant owners. And you said something about yes. making money. So how can TouchTunes make money for the restaurant? Sure. Owners? So when a consumer, uh, let's just say to make it easy, let's just say puts, you know, spends a dollar to play music uh, in the location. That dollar is then split with the restaurant, the operator who owns the jukebox and installed it for free 
in into the restaurant and touchstones and and so we all share in that revenue touchstones is responsible for paying uh music's music for the music licensors so the labels and the publishers and the pro associations we cover that out of our our share and so that's a great model because people like to make money um and it keeps everyone motivated to keep the jukebox installed and uh and up and running and earning for for everyone i know the licensing issue has long been a problem for a lot of bars and restaurants. Um, it's something that they're sometimes right. they're unaware of it. Um, and until they receive some notes saying, you know, you made some kind yeah. of violation. And um, so having somebody else handle it um, is definitely, you know, an advantage because those things can, you know, it, it, when it's something that's out of your realm of experience, you don't know you know, what, how, what you're doing, how to make, if you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. And, uh, and there's kind of a you're right. line no, I, there it's, with all of that. Look, I feel for, uh, restaurant owners, I feel for them. Music licensing is a complicated space. Uh, and, and it is not obvious to, to anyone, uh, why I get, I pay for Spotify or I pay for Apple music and I'm like, I'm listening to it why can't I just plug it into a speaker in my restaurant and enjoy it? Like that doesn't make intuitive sense why that doesn't work. Um, ultimately it is a different use of the music and those consumer services are licensed only for personal use. And so, um, but that's, you know, that's, that's complicated and, and yeah, you're right. Many do not know. Um, and it's certainly part of our value prop to, uh, any, any bar restaurant owner that, that you get a, you get a touch tunes and you're covered. You do not have to worry about, um, this cost anymore. We take care of paying them and you still make money instead of paying money to those same companies or, um, to another background music service. Right. So one of the things that I noticed on your site is, um, talk about touch tunes being reinventing the jukebox right. for a new era. And I think we've discussed a little bit about that. Um, but who, you know, who are your customers? And, you know, particularly, you know, uh, over the past few years, we've seen so much app mm -hmm. adaptation, you know, people are willing to give up that real estate on their phone for all right. different apps. Um, so, you know, who, who sure. are your customers? Who is it? Is it, uh, uh, you know, does it go by different generations? Um, you know, who are you seeing, uh, you know, seeing things through in terms of what they're yeah, playing? So I, when you said customers, I suspect you meant the consumer, the end user. Um, but just a point yeah. I'll make, which is some of the things that's interesting about this business is we really have three customers. We have the, the person, the patron going to the restaurant. We have the restaurant owner and we have the operator. All three are customers uh, of our product, um, but specifically to the the end user, the consumer, um, we you know we are lucky that music is a universal. Everyone loves music. Um, everyone has a favorite song, and um, and and enjoys uh, choosing you know to play their own music. So we we cover the the whole range. We're all over, we're every in every state in every county. We cover the, the country and um, we have uh, 
You know, we have many users who are seniors, um, but love to hear their favorite songs when they go to a Waffle House, for example. Um, and we have lots of young consumers um, who, if it's a bar, you know, 21 over, but in a, in a restaurant, you know, could be younger. Um, that there's just a universal appeal of connecting with others uh, around music and enjoying, you know, your choice of song to play in a given, in a given location. You know, as you said, music is universal um, and it goes to creating the ambiance yes. of a restaurant. So um, how do you work with uh, the owner operators to make sure that you have that right sure. music at the right time? Uh, so we think about it on two levels. So if you're, if you're a, um, a national chain or a large chain like a Waffle House, or we also work with Buffalo Wild Wings, um, Hooters, and a number of smaller chains, uh, we work with them closely to manage the catalog such that the available songs, such that they feel good that the songs that patrons might choose will align with the environment they're trying to create. And so with Waffle House, that will be, you know, they don't want explicit songs for good reason, um, uh, as one example. They also, we also work with them actually where the availability of uh, the catalog changes depending on the time of day. So, so in the morning, um, you're not necessarily going to want to hear the same music you might want to listen to late in the evening, for example. So we work, we have people who are music experts and work with their teams to develop that, that, you know, catalog that is, makes sense for their environment, their brand. Um, for, um, a smaller, for, a, you know, a, a single restaurant owner, or maybe, you know, a small, a really small chain, um, we offer the ability to filter. So, uh, if, if you really are focused on country music as one example, and you really don't want any other type of music than country music, okay, we can filter all that out and just have country music. Or if you're more into, you want more of a pop or hip hop environment, like, and you don't want country music, we can do that too. So that's more of a dialogue between the bar, the restaurant owner and the operator. And we enable um, the ability to constrain the catalog um, to fit what they think is best for their environment. Of course, we, you know, it's in everyone's interest to not constrain it too much because the more you constrain you make it, the less appealing it will be to the end user. And you're not getting the full value of the product if they can't find a song they want to play. Uh, so that's how we, we work to really both enable that personalization uh, around music, but also be conducive to the environment that a given restaurant owner uh, is trying to build in 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 their in their location. Um, you know, one of the, the worst things about going to a restaurant is sometimes the music that they're playing doesn't fit the experience that the guest wants to have. Um, it may yep. be too loud, as you said, it may be yep. too explicit. Um, so, you know, how how does having a digital jukebox kind of uh, alter that experience and kind of uh, maybe improve the ambiance and the experience overall sure. for the guests. So I think it's, as, as we talked about music being universal, uh, every, you know, a lot of people have very different music tastes. Um, and what you might like may be different than what, what I like, but I'm sure there are songs we like that in common. Um, and I think in a, in a, in a location that has background music only, you're kind of stuck. Like it's going to play. And if you don't like it, 
your only option is to really leave or I don't know, put earplugs in. Um, with our product, a song will play. Maybe you don't like it. Take our app, pick a song you do like <laughs> and, and queue up a bunch of them if you want to, if you really want to ensure that you're only listening to what you want to listen to. Um, that, that is the beauty of a jukebox is that, is that you can um, change that to something more you're liking. What we are also working on um, is we want to improve our recommendation, uh, music recommendation engine, such that um, we, are we are recommending to our users, hey, this is what's popular in this location. This is what's popular with the people we know are in the location because they're also TouchTunes mobile app users. And this, and we know you like, and we sort of look for the intersection across those three music preference groups. Um, and we think that could be powerful. But what we do today very simply is if you use the mobile app and you scroll down the menu, it says what's, you know, what's hot in this location. And that just tells you the most popular songs. And so if you really want to choose a song that you like and will most likely be popular with others in the location, that's your list right there. You can just go down and generally you can find at least one song that you like. So uh, I guess I'm making an assumption here, but what you were talking about is that um, going to be using a lot of more AI uh, capabilities to determine, um, you know, these preferences. Yeah, that, that's right. Forward. We we're gonna we're investing in um, machine learning, artificial intelligence to to sift through um, all the hundreds of thousands of songs, you know, millions of songs, see what's popular in this location is popular with the people that are in the location and popular for you and find you know that set of of music that yes you you everyone will be happy if you play this song including you right so many restaurant owners kind of have um cultivated playlists and of songs that they like and um and you know as background noise and music particularly yes. for an employee that becomes very yes. rote and it's not, it's not helpful yes. to the staff. So how can using touch tunes and a digital jukebox kind of help sure. with the staff um, and help them to be part of, of the more part of the restaurant and have, and themselves. Yeah, you're, you are absolutely right that uh, uh, staff are a real consideration and uh, how they feel about the music because they're there all the time. Um, and uh, what we do is we have, we run a program called um, called Bar Rewards. Uh, most of our locations are in bars, but it's available to anyone in a any any staff of a restaurant as well. But we call it Bar Rewards, and and anyone who works in as a staff member of any of our locations uh, can enroll for free, and every week they will get free credits that they can use to pick the music they want. And we will give them more credits every week if their venue uh, has more mobile usage. And so what we're doing there is we're creating, we're trying to enlist the staff as evangelists for a product um, because um, that will give them more credits that they can then use to not listen to the same song a hundred times. Uh, so so right. it's sort of a win-win where, where they get, the, the staff get to, to vary the music uh, here, listen what they want to listen to. Uh, at the same time, we're you know help us out and remind, hey, have you guys downloaded the TouchTunes mobile app? No, we haven't. Oh, you should try it out. It's great. 
and we have a new customer and we will give them more uh, credits at the end of the week, the more they do that. Right. So, you know, you're talking a little bit about promotions. Um, so how, you know, how does a restaurant go about promoting that they have a digital jukebox or do they really not even have to? Cause it kind of uh, is one of those things that once guests experience it, they, they're yeah, like, oh, it's, hey, this it's is certainly here. the jukebox. Okay. Uh, most of our jukebox are designed to be pretty, they, they bright lighting stand out um, and are noticeable. Um, however, uh, we really do recommend that that bar, you know, restaurant owners, uh, location owners, uh, do expend effort to promote the jukebox. It's a, it's in their interest both because of the revenue, but also because the more people use the jukebox, the more the the happier they're going to be, and the more likely they're to stay longer and come back. So you know, we do make materials, table tents available. Um, uh, credit, like fr free credit card, like not credit cards, but bonus credits that, that they can hand out to patrons. Hey, you should try this out. Here's some free credits. Um, operators also will work with them to put materials together, uh, uh to, um, to make them aware. So, uh, they're there. And if we are testing, uh, you know, these various services that provide that manage video in a location, um, if they have TV screens up typically is in bars versus restaurants, but some restaurants, um, we're, we're also thinking of experimenting with promoting the, the jukebox on those screens as well to drive more awareness because some people, um, you know, haven't used the product and, uh, may not even, you know, potentially not even know what it is when they see it. And so having that additional, the bar staff, the table tents, uh, um, that, that helps. So one thing we didn't cover um, was what was TouchTunes pandemic mm, experience a, yeah. like? Um, challenging, like like uh, many involved in the hospitality industry, and certainly all your listeners. Um, so during you know March through May, sort of of the full national shutdown, we were shut down as well, uh, and essentially had uh, zero revenue coming in. Um, which you know as as for many of our customers our our operators and our bar and restaurant owners you know we were all in the same boat like it's a scary time to uh to be experienced to have experience as as um various states to, chose to reopen to varying degrees um we we were frankly blown away by how how resilient the demand was to go back to bars and restaurants uh, and use our product. And so by the summer of, of 2020, so long time ago, before any vaccines, you know, we were we were basically at 70% of normal on a national basis. Certainly some states, New York, California, New Jersey, basically zero or close to zero. But in states that were open at varying degrees, the only thing that stopped people going to bars and restaurants and using our product was just how tightly controlled the government decided to be, whether they constrained the hours, they constrained occupancy or what, what might maybe. So, um, we really, you know, we got back to, to, you know, 70%, which given where we were was, was a dream. Uh, and then, you know, as you went into 21, what was really interesting is that you could, we could look at a few different data sources and compare sort of our business versus other 
call it out of the home recreational activities. There's movie theaters, there's uh, open table res reservations. They they put that um, you know up on their website, the Republic Company, and you could look at uh, you know TSA um, uh, security sort of uh, population going through, and so sort of get a sense of people traveling. And the jukebox business recovered, you know, higher and faster than any of those things, um, which just I think really speaks to. Uh, how much consumers wanted to be uh, together in a very challenging time, even at some physical risk, um, and how much they 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 value music um, to to help them connect with others, feel better, you know, and and feel better. Um, and that's you know that was that was really a very challenging time for us, but also a very rewarding time because. We knew by keeping our service up and running, we were helping uh, restaurants and bars earn just that much more money to keep their businesses going, even since they were going through such challenges. And of course, our operator partners as well. So um, I'm really proud of how the team held together through that. And we were we were able to come out the other end bigger and better than we've ever been. So there are, I guess, two words that keep coming up in conversations and in in articles that I see um, pertaining to restaurants right now. And that's value and personalization. Uh, guests want a value, but they also want a personalized experience, which data is able to, to provide because we know so much about today's guests that we didn't know 10, 20 years ago. Um, so how does TouchTunes kind of fit in with providing guests with that, both the value and the personalized yeah, experience. Yeah. So to your point on, we now have a lot more data and information about consumers and their preferences. That is certainly true for TouchTune. So if you if you go to a time before we had a mobile app, a person would walk up to a jukebox, maybe use a credit card, maybe use cash, and use the and buy some credits and play some songs. We don't know who they are. We don't know if this is the first time they've used the jukebox or a millionth time. We don't know what music they like. We don't know a lot. Um, and that changes completely when someone starts using a mobile app where we we know who they are. We know we can communicate that with them. We know how often they go out. We know where they go out. We know uh, what music they like. And um, and that just enables us to uh, feature and promote you know music that users are going to like uh, when they get into the, into the location. Um, from a value perspective, yeah, we, we, um, you know, we're, we're always trying to strike the right balance and, and for us, what's important is choice. And, uh, you know, what we do with our product is that there is, there is what we call the regular queue. So you use a jukebox and, and you pay, you know, the base fee of two credits, maybe one credit, um, to get into the regular queue. If you're if you really aren't going to be at the at the location very long or you're really eager to hear, you know, this particular song, um, it's your anniversary and you want to play the you know the song that you danced at your wedding with, um, you want to hear it now. Um, we do offer the ability of a user to pay more to, to get into a what we call a fast pass, which is which is an advantaged uh, queue and they will they will play before the regular queue. So. If you want a lower price product, 
Um, we offer that option. If you want to pay more, it's your choice. You can hear a song either way. It's just a matter of what time you'll hear. Um, and then the other thing we do, again, with choice is when someone plays a long song on the, on the jukebox, there's only so many songs you can, you know, only 60 minutes in an hour. And, and there are long songs out there. There are, you know, six, seven, Freebird. Those are long songs. And someone by playing a long song is essentially taking up the capacity of two to three average length songs um, and, and making other people wait longer. And so what we've done there, again, to, to think about the value of everyone's experience is actually we do charge more for the longer song because they're taking up more of the, of the time uh, available. Uh, and so trying to balance like, hey, you want to hear a song that's nine minutes long? Fantastic. Pay another credit um, uh, because you're making other people wait longer. And so, again, just trying to make that trade off of, of value exchange and, and striking the right balance where everyone feels like they have choice. They don't want to play. If they don't want to pay more, they don't have to play that long song. They, we have many, many other songs that they can choose from. Um, uh, so that's that's kind of how we think about that. So you mentioned Freebird, Stairway to Heaven. Um, you know, those are songs that I think of when I think of jukebox. You know, it's like oh, they're always going to be there. There's always going to be these perennial favorites. Um, is that still the case? Are are there still the same songs that populate um, that people are listening to? Um, you know, what kind of trends sure, yeah. do you notice in? in yeah, no, it's patterns? it's 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 interesting. So certainly, the jukebox is a wonderful platform for the classics. Uh, and mean the classic rock songs um, uh, of the ones that I mentioned. Uh, ACDC is one of the most popular bands uh, on our platform. Um, so you certainly, you know, when people are, are playing music that everyone can hear and paying for it, they're going to choose the good stuff. Um, uh, they're not going to just play a song they never heard before. Rarely do they do that. Um, so we definitely see that. What and then really what you what you see uh, is a reflection of our of our distribution because geographies have different music preferences as 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 you might imagine, and so often many of our most popular artists and songs are country because we have wonderful distribution in the Midwest and the South, uh, and uh, where there are a lot of country fans, and so. Um, the we we on a national basis, but I will tell you one funny story about trends that we see. So Illinois is actually our biggest market. Um, they they have lots of jukeboxes and they're almost all touchdowns. And we see that in the music trends because when the Cubs win, the song "Go Cubs Go" trends nationally <laughs> because everyone in Illinois is playing that song. Uh, and, and it pops up in the top five in real time, uh, nationally. So that's, that's a funny little story, but as you might come to, I don't know, where do you live? New Jersey. Okay. New so Jersey. in the Northeast, uh, I'd say rock, hip hop, uh, rap is more popular than country, uh, depending on what part of the state, there are some rural parts that I'm sure country is popular. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so it's, it's always interesting. And then you have like the newer artists, the newer hits they're coming out, they will pop like. Bad Bunny is very popular on our platform as well. Um, and, uh, and so it's really that, that mix of the classics, new music, and then where are the jukeboxes and what do those reflect of, where, of what the users in those geographies 
prefer. So as you mentioned, you were the start of the digital jukebox. So yes. 25 years I ago. Mean, personally. Um, so um, no, <laughs> but um, so what do you envision that the jukebox of the future is going to look like? How do you think it's going to change over the next? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think the way we think about it is that it's, it's really about the jukebox itself and the mobile app. Um, those working in concert. Uh, we think about we're in 65,000 locations in North America and the UK, but there's still a lot of bars and restaurants out there that um, don't have one of our, our jukeboxes. And we think that part of that is tied to how our current jukeboxes are constructed and how they look. And so we are thinking about what, do, you know, what does the jukebox of the future look like that can fit aesthetically into a broader set of locations um and and is it customizable is it modular like those are you know some of the some of the ideas we're throwing around um ours is currently one screen um does it make sense to add another um can we do interesting experiences by adding that additional screen uh that's that's also something that we're thinking of because as you know video screens are increasingly large and increasingly cheap. Um, and so how do we, you know, should we take advantage of that to create a better experience? I think with, I think with a mobile app, um, that that's really just increasingly powerful uh, software making increasingly personalized experience. And, um, and you brought up AI and I think that's really interesting um, where Right now, for the most part, the what's on the screen in a jukebox is fairly standard across our 65,000 locations. But I could see a future looking at some of the capabilities we see in visual AI and generative AI for images, where a, we could pull in the, the bar's Yelp page or um, menu name and just feed that to an AI who would detect that this is a, a location of a certain type and automatically generate a set of imagery and visuals that fit that location better. And that would be done in software and could be done, you know, we could potentially have 65,000, you know, different visual treatments to customize by location. I think that's really interesting as well. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think the other thing, like to the extent people buy into this VR metaverse concept, um, you know, are there, are there jukeboxes in the virtual world and how does, how does, how does that work? Um, I think that's, that's somewhat longer term and interesting, but I think what is universal, regardless of what time horizon is that people like to come together. They like to, they like to come together and be, and be together in person. Um, I think we've seen that post pandemic that no one said to their friends and family, you know what, the Zoom thing's working really well. So why don't we just keep doing this? They have no one ever said that they are dying if they hadn't been there to get together and be in person, spend time together. So we know that's universal. We also know that music is a powerful way to connect with others and enhance their, the, the experience in venue. And so with, with that as a foundation into the future, um, I, the team and I are really excited to continue to 
dream up different ways to just make that a better and better experience, much like the company has done for the last 25 years. Perfect. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Barbara. This it's great. Uh, great to meet you and I, and I wish you all the best.